Welcome to Rooted and Established, presented by Cultivate. I'm your host, Maisie Robinson. When you live rooted and established in the truth that you are loved, you cultivate joy in the everyday, courage to face your insecurities, and freedom to live the life you were created to live. I am so glad you're here, and I can't wait to learn and grow with you as we discuss all things related to emotional and spiritual health. Thanks for joining us. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we have eaten turkey, we've said our thanks, and now we are full force into the Christmas season. November seemed to just come and go in the blink of an eye, and it's hard to believe Christmas is literally just weeks, days away. You know, one of the things that I think is particularly neat about this time of year is that it marks a period of intentional gratitude. Great thinkers, philosophers, researchers, and spiritual leaders alike will tell you that the key to peace and joy in your life is a practice of gratitude. And it makes sense. If we spend time thinking about what we are grateful for, it cultivates contentment rather than discontentment. And we're less likely to ruminate over life's shortcomings. Gratitude is the gateway to joy giving thanks for the ordinary that is indeed extraordinary, looking for the grace around us like we're on a treasure hunt. And there is goodness all around us. Sometimes we clearly see it, and sometimes we have to look more closely. And this is where I was several years ago. I could see the goodness, but I was moving through life with clenched teeth and fists. You see, my family was going through a period of transition and uncertainty, and it was a trying season with no end in sight. I had left my job during this season and decided to go out on my own and start my own counseling practice. And after the leap of faith on my part, things were going well. All of a sudden, I had these new opportunities and doors were opening and things were indeed fruitful and multiplying. I could see in so many ways how God was providing for my little family. I knew we weren't alone. I knew there was grace all around us. But if I'm honest with you, I hated this season that we were in. I hated the feeling of being out of control and not knowing when this would be over. I wondered why certain things had happened and I resented not understanding why. I felt overwhelmed with a new business. I felt conflicted working so much and not being home. And then I felt guilty for feeling overwhelmed and not more grateful. And I was doing all the things you were supposed to do. I was keeping my gratitude journal. I was literally singing, great is thy faithfulness every night to my son. I knew God was in this. I knew this season would be redeemed. And I was daily experiencing the provision. But I was tired, and I was emotionally drained and mentally fried, and I just couldn't feel the joy. And so I decided to go visit my friend Patty, who was my best friend from college, and I remember getting on the plane and just trying to exhale. I was going to have three days to decompress, try to sleep, and get my head back on right so I could return home, hopefully a more pleasant person, if you will. And when I sat down in my seat on that flight from Atlanta to San Francisco, I got out my laptop and started to write 
just as a way of trying to process and make sense of all that I was feeling. And this is what came out. We see the manna on the ground each morning, and we've even started to really believe it will be there each morning. So we've stopped gathering more than we need. We've stopped hoarding. We see the manna, and it is truly amazing, and we're grateful and humbled. But we reach the point, like the Israelites in the desert, where we're tired of the manna, and we just want to get to the end of the journey. We like to criticize the Israelites for their lack of faith and ingratitude. I mean, God was providing a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night and manna to eat and fill them each day. How could they have been so weak of faith and ungrateful? It's easy to point the finger from the cheap seats. It is so easy. It is so easy until you have been journeying for your 40 years. It's so easy until you realize the bitter sweetness of manna. I don't know if everyone gets to this point in their journey, but for those of us that do, we know the beauty of grace. We know the breathtaking, awe-inspiring experience of seeing the grace in the wilderness, seeing how God is providing in ways that far surpass what you expect. But we also know that there are some days where the manna tastes bitter, when you sit in the confusion of painful gratitude, desperately trying to remind yourself there will be an end and you are being covered by grace. Sometimes we have to sit in that space where we still feel every ounce of the discomfort despite the presence of amazing grace. I think that's the tough part about faith and hope. We can get to the point in our faith journey where we have traveled long enough into the wilderness that we know we're not alone. We know the manna is going to be there in the morning, but we're tired and our feet hurt and our hearts hurt. That's the hard faith. That type of faith isn't the Sunday school felt board faith. It's the tears streaming down your face, falling to your knees type of faith. You can't get through the trial without faith. But faith isn't going to numb the pain. Feeling angry and sad and hurt and wanting it to be over doesn't necessarily mean you aren't grateful or you don't have faith. It means you're human. It means the Israelites were human. It means we understand that God and life coexist and God is good and life is unfair sometimes. We can be grateful and wonder when this season is going to be over all at the same time. We can be grateful and have a broken heart all at the same time. We hold those two opposing realities in the palm of our hand. You know, I wrote that several years ago, but maybe it resonates with you today. We can be grateful and ungrateful all at the same time. And one of the hardest things to do is learn to hold those two opposing realities in the palm of our hand. What are you grateful for right now in your life? And what are you not grateful for? 
What are the memories in your life that you wish you could squeeze your eyes shut and make go away? Who are the people in your life that you wish you could snap your fingers and they would change and the relationship would change? What are the experiences in your life that make you want to shake your fist and cry out in sadness and despair? Why, God, why? Sometimes it's hard to feel grateful. And I don't think that's necessarily a shortcoming on our part. I think it's because sometimes life is unfair and difficult. Gratitude is the pathway to joy, indeed. But comparative suffering and self-shaming are not the pathways to gratitude. Shaming yourself into gratitude is not healing. Using gratitude to silence and bypass your sincere grief and pain is not helpful. Sometimes, oftentimes, the healthiest thing we can do is admit, I'm unthankful for this. I don't want this. Yes, we are called to be grateful, and yes, gratitude fosters contentment and joy, but we cannot use gratitude as a tool to silence our despair. That is not the purpose of gratitude. Admitting you are not thankful for the diagnosis, the unemployment, the loss, the failed relationship is the first step in surrendering those burdens you were never intended to solely bear. You cannot surrender something you deny exists. It's important to acknowledge and speak your sadness and anger because it's only then that you can let go of them. It's only then that you can be free of them. It's only then you can cultivate true and honest gratitude. During this holiday season, you may have so much to be grateful for, but you also may have some true heartache that occupies every thought and moment. Silence, hurt, metastasizes. Shared hurt heals. Speak the heartache. Surrendering your hurt by admitting and sharing it with someone begins the healing process and opens the door to freedom and thanksgiving. Practicing gratitude does not change your circumstances, but it does change your perspective. It opens your eyes. It helps you see that whatever you are facing is not the entire picture. Practicing gratitude requires us to look at our life realistically. That's hard. Wish that wouldn't have happened. While also acknowledging the good. This is going to be okay. This was better today. I'm grateful. And eventually, we will find our gateway. Eventually, we will find our light. Sometimes we run to the light full of joy and thanksgiving, and sometimes we crawl to the light with tears streaming down our face and clenched fists. But the thing is, we keep running. And we keep crawling because God would rather have our honesty than our silence. Life is hard. God is good. Grateful living means sitting in the beauty of this truth and knowing you are never alone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. And hey, if you want to learn more about our Cultivate Counseling Center or our Cultivate Gatherings, check out our website, cultivateatlanta.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is Cultivate Atlanta. 
Today's show was produced by Parker McDonald with music by Francis Toomey. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope today served as a reminder to live rooted and established in the truth that you are known, you are worthy, you are enough, and most of all, you are loved. And out of that love, may you cultivate joy, courage, and freedom in your life. Talk to you soon. Take care.